What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. It really helps out a lot. And uh, again, thank you guys so much for coming back week after week. It really means a lot. And just to see the listener count and the subscriber rate go up. It's uh, super cool. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. And that is with Kyle McFarland of White Pine Athletics. We chat about coaching. We chat about how he found this sport. And we chat about all the crazy events that he's looking to do this season. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. But first, let's hear a quick message from the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Spot. Guys, I have used Spot uh, insurance and you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, when I first started working with Spot, it almost sounded too good to be true. Uh, but I did get injured and I did have to use Spot and uh, yeah, they covered an $80 medical bill for me. While it's not a lot, um, it was $80 I didn't have to spend and it took me literally like a week and a half for them to get it all dialed and paid off and uh, yeah, I submitted my paperwork. The people were super nice and uh, they covered me. So guys, go check out Spot at croom.getspot.com. And what Spot is, is an accident and injury insurance that's for active people. So if you get into a crash, whether that's on a bike or you, you hurt yourself rock climbing or something crazy, they'll cover you up to 20 grand per an injury. Listen to me, that's $20,000 per injury, and they'll cover you. So go check them out at croom.getspot.com. That's croom.getspot.com. This episode is also brought to you by Twisted Spoke Apothecary. Guys, I've been using their CBD and their gels, their CBD gels, for quite some time, and a huge fan of them. They're here out of Colorado Springs, but I think what makes me feel really confident and comfortable in these guys is that they're cyclists too. So they kind of understand our needs, and they understand what we need, and, and, and they're also athletes, so they understand what the athlete needs. And uh, they're they're located here in, in, in Colorado Springs off Garden the Gods Road, and uh, they got a cool little shop set up with kombucha and coffee, and it's just a cool, comfortable place to go hang out. So uh, even if you have questions about CBD and you're not really sure if, like, CBDs for you, just swing by and have a conversation with them. See if they can help you out and maybe guide you in the best way possible. Uh, you can go check them out at twistedspokeapothecary.com. That's twistedspokeapothecary.com. This episode is brought to you by Bike Hardcore. I am tired of seeing you guys show up with dirty bikes. And Bike Hardcore can help you out with that by using their whip wipe and their chain degreaser as well as finishing it off with the chain butter. But I'm also tired of you guys just pretty much smelling bad. And you can use their new product, which is Swexy Clean, which you can spray on shoes, boots, gloves, whatever. And so, yes, that goes for you skiers as well. You can spray this on sweaty gear. You can wash your clothes in it and it eliminates that sweat smell. And so you won't be smelling all bad and whatever else. But anyways, if you want to go check it out, go to www.bikehardcore.com and use code CROOM at checkout to get 10% off your order. And that is CROOM, C-R-O-O-M at www.bikehardcore.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm sitting here with Kyle McFarland, and he works for White Pine Athletics. He's a coach over there, and I think it is your it's your business, right? Like it's it's yep. all yours, all me. All right, cool, cool. I just kind of want to make that clear. Yeah, so he runs his own coaching business, and I kind of, you know, we we have some mutual sponsors and partnerships. One's a sponsor of this podcast, which is Bike Hardcore, which is really cool, and we just got to chatting and. and Social media does cool things because it's like kind of brings you together with people that you just never would have met or never would have known. And kind of you just make new friends kind of through that. And uh, I thought what a better way to get to know somebody than bringing Kyle onto the podcast and 
having a super cool chat. This is a long time coming. So Kyle, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm just living. I'm 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 about tired of all the snow falling from the are sky. Are you still getting I mean, a bunch? Yeah, yeah. Cause you're what you're in Utah, right? Yeah, we're in Salt Lake. Salt Lake. So it's been like 80 degrees. Oh man. So well here it's been 80 degrees and then like the next day it's just dumping snow. But uh yeah. but that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with with weather. But anyways, like I said, I kind of wanted to get to know you more. Um so kind of just give us a background who you are, you know, what's your level of cycling, what's your cycling background and uh, how that kind of falls into white pine athletics. I know that's a big loaded question, but yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have a really weird kind of like unique approach or unique introduction to cycling. Um, So I actually grew up in Colorado Springs and um, I was a, a pro rock climber when I lived there, when I moved to Salt Lake. And you're, the, like I, you're the third pro rock climber I've ever met. I used to live really? next to one. Yeah, I lived next to two twin girls. Jesse and Tyler? Yeah. I was their coach for like years. That's insane. That's Small awesome. World. That's yeah, super so I cool. Used to, I used to live right next door to them. But anyways, continue. No, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so like I, I was a pro climber for a really long time um, and moved to Salt Lake and just kept getting like these like nagging injuries, little like finger things that would put me out for a while. And, uh, I had a, a f- couple friends that were like, yo, you should, you should get a road bike. I was like, all right, cool. Like I don't have any friends outside of climbing. So it's like, I have to kind of do what you guys are doing. And yeah, they uh, roped me into doing a, a half Ironman and that was horrible. Uh, but I was like, Why I was is that everybody's introduction. I don't know. Sport. It's a yeah. really hard introduction, right? Yeah, like, like <clears throat> just go do a triathlon, do all three. You should get a road bike. And Oh, by the way, you should do this event where you have to swim and run. Right. Yeah. You should learn to run. It'll be super fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was my kind of my introduction. And, and over, over time, I just kind of burned out from climbing. I had done it for so long. Um, but I had been coaching climbing since I was a, a junior. Um, it's like the gym that I was uh, on the team for when I was younger, they were like, Hey, we, we don't really have anywhere for you to belong as an athlete. So like, why don't you come coach for us? And, uh, white pine actually started out as a like mountain athlete specific company. So working with like skiers, climbers, um, and over the years, it's just like dwindled down into working purely with endurance athletes. And, um, and that's kind of where my, my passion is like, you know, I, I still do some triathlon stuff here and there, but I'm all about like road and, and kind of gravel through the whole COVID thing. But as far as my level, I, I always call myself like exceptionally mediocre. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I don't, I don't typically race the USAC scene. And I think that's more of a, a product of like what the Salt Lake road scene is like. It's kind of mm. like dwindling down and dying, I think. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like I'd like to think I'm a decent, decent rider. Put yeah. down some watts here and there, but yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's kind of cool. So, like, how long have you been doing it in total? Then, like, what's the timeline of pro oh, rock climbing in, in in Colorado Springs to you being yeah. there right now? So, let's see, man. I was like 16, I think, when I started getting like paychecks from climbing. Hmm. Um, moved to Salt Lake when I was. 18 or 19. Um, and then I think, man, like 25, I was kind of done with climbing and I still do like some contract work in the industry, but like 25, I bought a bike and was all in. 
and now I'm 32 and I have no kids and lots of bikes. So it works out yeah. really well. <laughs> no, you, you have kids. They're just in different forms, you know, for sure. Yeah. That's kind of the way I like to look at it too, but uh, a dog and bikes, dog and bikes, man, that's the way to keep it. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. That's interesting. I didn't know, I didn't even know that little bit about you and we have mutual friends in the process. Um, that's so funny. So, yeah. That's funny, man. Um, so what, like as an athlete then, like, do you have goals as an athlete or is it kind of like, Hey, you know, I, you know, I, I kind of do this stuff so I can kind of help my athletes know what this feels like, you know, what to expect and like kind of more or less to kind of experience what they suffer through, you know? You know, it's a, it's a, a definite split between the two of those. Um, I'm super goal oriented and I don't, I don't like doing things just to do them. Um, and so cycling has been super interesting for me because it was kind of the first thing where like, the first sport where I felt okay deviating from that slightly and just being like, I'm just going to go ride and I'm happy with where my fitness is. And then that changed drastically. And now it's all about pushing myself a little bit harder with different like goals, different objectives. Um, but then there are certain aspects of it that I initially started so I could understand that suffer that my athletes are going through. Um, like I honestly have zero interest in racing triathlon at all mm -hmm. whatsoever anymore, but once a year I'll do like a half iron just so that I can remind myself like, Oh, yeah. this is what I'm making people do. Yeah. Like this hurts. And I'm like, I can show a little bit of sympathy now because I know how horrible this is. Yeah, no, that's, that's a kind of an interesting perspective. And yeah, like I, I kind of wonder too, it's like with, with overall, like just coaching athletes and even myself. So, you know, as a coach and, and, and working with some of these athletes is I've coached so many athletes to bike packing adventures and, these crazy events. But when I was training for, you know, the, uh, the Olympics, it's, there was no real time for me to just go out and bang out a 300 mile ride in a day and yeah. then try to do another one the next day. And so, um, it was, you know, trying to, trying to understand that and just the mental process of trying to get through that is, is, is really something else. And, and so that being said, uh, tell us a little bit about where white pine athletics comes from. Where does it all start? And, who works there and what do you coach and yeah. Who do you coach? Yeah. Um, so we have currently, uh, three coaches on staff. So there's myself and I handle the majority of like our, uh, junior development programs, um, and like our, our kind of dedicated roadies, uh, and XC mountain riders. We have a coach out of Connecticut, I believe she keeps kind of moving Connecticut and Vermont named Anna. Um, she's awesome. She's a, a really talented triathlete. So she takes up some athletes on that end. Um, as well as like, she's been doing a lot of actual like development for the gravel scene out there. So she's pretty stoked on that kind of area of the market. Um, and then as of Monday, we actually just launched a dedicated sports nutrition program. Um, so we have a, a run specific coach out here in Salt Lake named Sarah. And she's also a uh, registered dietitian. Okay, cool. So she's been kind of leading that whole charge and it's pretty so, rad. So who's that? Sarah who? Sarah Hillring. Um, so she's a runner and works with like the University of Utah Athletics program. And she's been great so far with like launching this program. Um, cool. And then other than that, like our, our athlete base is super unique in the sense that we have a lot of junior like XC riders. Um, we have a lot of roadies, a lot of triathletes. And then a really weird, so I do some like contract work with Training Peaks as one of their level two coaches. Mm -hmm. And they've been sending me like a lot of alpinists just because I have that background in, in climbing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so super randomly, like I've for years wanted to get away from mountain sports and get away from climbers and, but we kind of just keep sneaking in a couple like people <laughs> like prepping for big ex- expeditions and stuff like that. No, I, I mean, I know working through CTS, like it, they, you get them. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's those athletes that come through the door and I, I want to say we only have like four or five coaches that can really handle that, but you're talking about four or five coaches out of uh, a roster of 52. For sure. So, um, there's not, there's not many people that can kind of handle that <clears throat> with the level of experience and, and knowledge. Um, yeah. it's really easy to say, go out and climb, but knowing what an athlete is going to expect and core strength and things like that, that they might For need. sure. Is, is, is completely different. So, um, well, cool, man. So what events, what events were you going to see yet this year? Are you, you going to head out to any events? Yeah. Um, I've been like air quotes, like training for, uh, yeah. the Ro- Robidoux quick and dirty in Nebraska. Oh, okay. Um, sweet. I don't know much about it. The course looks amazing. It looks really fun. Um, I'm the, supposed to be going to that as of right now, but I, I don't know. So. I'll just ride your wheel all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be headed that way. I just don't know if I can make it work with, uh, the recent findings of track nationals and oh, yeah, all yeah. these other things. But, but yeah, I, I the, Aaron Rains is, seems like a really, really cool dude. And, uh, that seems like a really cool race. I know Ashton Lambie went out there last year and yeah. had a blast. And so, but, but yeah, yeah. So that, that's one event you're training for any others. Um, let's see. So there's the new Wasatch All Road um, mm-hmm. taking place like in Heber Park City area. And that's going to be brutal. Like that's, yeah. I think, just going to be a massacre from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I'll do that in August. And then still not 100% sure, but there's the like stupid pony race out here in Salt Lake as well. Mm-hmm. Slotted for um, them too. Which should be cool. Like yeah, it's 200 miles on like washboards. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Did you do it last year? No, it, um, it conflicted with something last year. I don't remember what it was, but that's honestly like I live maybe a 30 minute drive from the start. Um, so most of my like off-road riding is kind of along those courses. Sweet. Yeah. I'm supposed to be doing both. Cool. So the, the How day one and the day two. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. You ride to, man, what's that town called? It's like right outside of Nevada. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wendover. Yeah, you ride to Windover. So you ride from, I guess, that start where you're at and all the way to Windover. And then the next morning, it's like a 100-mile loop in Windover. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it should should be a pretty good race. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, I know I was talking to TJ Eisenhart. I know he mm-hmm. had some, some issues last year. But, but yeah, we'll see kind of how that works out. So I think it's going to be a race of attrition. And I think it kind of always is because it starts like it's in October. Yeah. And like the high desert. So like, it's going to be 30 degrees at the start and then it'll be 80 degrees like by midday. Yeah. And then and you'll then probably finish in 30 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that race. That's another race where it's like, I'm, I'm in, but I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what's happening with track racing and stuff For over sure. here. So, um, well, cool, man. So, so I guess, you know, more or less it's like, let's chat a little bit about like COVID. I mean, I got super lucky with, with just my position at CTS and I think just this overall full standing of CTS, but I don't know what it would be like to be a coach or business owner, even, even Chris Carmichael. I don't know what it would feel like to be Chris Carmichael and COVID pop up. Like while 
I was pretty stress-free just because I was working under an umbrella of right. a coach. Um, I don't know what it would feel like to, to work a business. So what was that like for you? And, and how did, how do you feel like that process went for you? Um, you know, it was really the initial like shock from it was kind of like terrifying. Yeah. Um, you know, spring, spring is kind of one of our busier seasons as we kind of ramp up our junior endurance program, like working with athletes, working towards NICA. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, like no one was spending money. Kids weren't in schools. Like NICA was maybe going to happen, maybe wasn't. So we initially, we lost quite a few athletes and I was like, Oh man, like, you know, that's it. This is like, we're hosed. And, and honestly, it was kind of a blessing in disguise too, because we were actually looking at, like retail space to open a studio. Yeah. Um, and if we had even, I think if we had done that would be done. Like there's no way we would have been able to stay open. And, um, but then honestly, like as, as these kind of like race on your own things popped up, um, we actually grew throughout COVID more than we had in the prior months of COVID. Wow. Um, so like the first month or so was a little bit scary, but then it actually like ticked up and we got pretty busy. Um, yeah. So we were very fortunate for sure. I know a lot of coaches that weren't able to, to really do that. Yeah. Which is, I, you know, and I've had this kind of thought process of like, of, especially for coaches, you know, it's the matter of, well, what, you know, what do we do now? We've lost this many athletes and it's almost like if you stayed on social media in the slightest, right. Um, it was actually really, I'm not saying easy, but kind of it worked out well to to at least just get the conversations going of people mm-hmm. reaching out because they had the time the stimulus checks coming in and things like that i mean if you think of one stimulus check i think what was the first one it was like 1200 like, bucks or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean if you think about that that's coaching for almost a year for sure some, for some cl- for some for some levels of clinics and stuff yeah. like that and so it was really cool because you kind of met some people that you would have never thought you would have met because they were so busy with work that they couldn't do anything. And I know I, I had some people that signed up for coaching that lost their jobs and they just had the, they, they had, they had the funds, but they didn't, they never had the time. And so right. they were just like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of take advantage of the time. And that was kind of interesting to see and kind of play out and learn from, um, which is cool. And so, but anyway, so what's, what's white pines goal, like going forward, like do they, as a, as a coaching business and as a business in general. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we just want to take over the world, right? Like we, yeah, (laughs) my, you know, my goal, and and this is something I've always really struggled with. Like I do really, really well with tasks. Like if you're like, go do this, I'll do it. It's done. Um, my wife is phenomenal. She kind of runs the back end of the business. Um, Mm -hmm. and she's very much so like growth oriented. Um, so she works full time, like for Adobe, like running a team of people. So she's really, really good at that kind of like growth mindset. And I'm just like, I have athletes, like that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. Um, and she's really kind of like prodded me to be like, Hey, like, where do you want to be in 10 years? Or like, if someone says the word white pine athletics, like, what does that, what does that mean in the community? And, and, and what is the kind of like general vibe around the company? Um, and for me, it's like, I've put a lot of thought into it and I just, I, for us, it's, I don't want to get too big that, that we're, we're kind of losing sight of why we started, um, which is like, you know, I used to work for, it was a CrossFit gym that was like selling me on wanting to turn endurance and turn to mountain sports. And 
it was just this like super toxic environment. None of the coaches liked it. None of the athletes were happy. Everyone was getting injured. Um, and I never want that to happen. And I never want to feel like we're putting athletes in that position. So for us, it's like, I want to grow obviously. And, and we're on, we're looking now at trying to figure out how we can bring on more coaches. Um, but really the idea is just to kind of keep the the same vibe and the same mentality that we have now and just grow our programs, bring on more coaches and hopefully in the future, just be able to offer more. And I think like one thing that we've really tried to do is, is make it about the experience as well as the product. Like yeah. coaching is obviously important, but science is, I don't want to say it's not hard to coach because there is like that human interaction level. That's really kind of hard to teach, but really like science is science, right? Yeah. So like there's, there's no manipulating science to, to be a better coach. It is like you follow the science. And for us, like it needs to go beyond that. And we try to create an experience for the athlete that makes them feel welcomed and accepted and make them feel like they're part of like the family essentially. Um, and that's, I think where our growth is, is just making sure that whatever we do, that doesn't change. Like people still feel like they're welcomed and feel like we know their names and who they are. For sure. Well, somebody listening to this who may not have a coach and like, um, is interested in a coach, like what's your, like, what's your thoughts on hiring a coach? Like, like, you know, I always get the question. My favorite question is like, Hey, I'm so new. Do you think I should get better and then hire a coach? Or do you think like, you know, this is all new to me. Like, why do I need a coach? You know, it's funny too, because I struggle to answer that question because it's yeah. like, why, like, why do you need a coach? Like I, so many athletes are self-made and I, and I respect that. But I think if you don't have to put yourself through all the trial and error that, that so many athletes have, and if you can skip all that like muddy work and go straight to like in like noticeable improvement and, and linear improvement for the most part, like at the beginning, like, why not? That's easy. Yeah. Like we spend so much money trying to shave like grams off of our bike where, you know, you could spend probably less money in the long term and make significant gains in your cycling. I sure, think to I just, me, that's like super easy, super easy choice. Yeah. I just bought a set of extensions for a track bike that were probably could be two years worth of coaching payments. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the difference between like Dura Ace and Altegra, that's a year of coaching. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So, so it's like, why not? Yeah. And so like with, with that being said, um, do you have a coach yourself or do you, are you coached? Um, I have, I don't currently, I, I write my own program and I follow it to the best that I can as objectively as I can, which is, is obviously the time. Yeah. Like more because of time. Like I just, if I, if I pay a coach and they're like, Hey, go do you know, a hundred K at whatever tempo, if I get a call from an athlete in the middle of that, I'm going to take it. And mm -hmm. that session's for the most part done. Right. Yeah. So like I try to fit in or follow a structure as much as I, as much as I can, but honestly, um, I think, I, I think it would be super helpful to have a coach, but, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think cool. any structure is good for me at this point. So sweet, man. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you've listened to our podcast several times. Oh yeah, and and, and, and by our, I mean mine. And <laughs> so, um, you know, we have that looming question, 
and I know you've probably prepped for this if I was to ever ask it, is if you could have one cup of coffee with one individual, dead or alive, who would that individual be? Why would you have that cup of coffee with them? Um, and uh, yeah, what, how I, would you take your coffee? I did stress about this a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like full on was just like, this is so hard. Like, I feel like the answer, one. it is. And I feel like the answer would change every single day. It would be Mine a, different, does. a different person for sure. Um, so this morning, like as I was making my cappuccino, I, I decided um, Robin Williams, I think would be my guy today. That's for sure. That's pretty cool. Because I mean, I'm assuming. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like he, he like narrated my childhood. If you yeah. think about like any movie that, that was meaningful in my childhood was probably he was around. Yeah. But then also like his love for bikes, I think was mm. something I didn't know about until after he was gone. And like, yeah. just to be able to like sit down and like chat with him about his like collection would be amazing. Yeah. No, that's, that's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, we get, we get some pretty broad ones, but that, that one's pretty interesting. I think, I think mine for today Man, I wouldn't even thought of it. I'd like to sit down and have a coffee with Ed Clancy. Ooh. And and I think that's just because I'm so heighted on team pursuit right now. Mm-hmm. And him probably being listed as one of the best team pursuiters of all time is like, that's probably a guy that I'd, I'd probably sit down and have a cup of Joe with. Um, That'd be rad. And, 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 and then my, probably my second one would have been tail boss, but we're, we're going to have him on the podcast soon, hopefully. Nice. So that'll, that'll be cool. I but, listened uh, uh, I listened to the Boyd episode like yeah. yesterday and I heard like Jesse Pinkman. And I was like, I can't beat Jesse Pinkman. Like, yeah, that I, one's like, a good one. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even think to go in the, into the route of characters. Right. Like, like, like to that's pull just a, like mind blowing for me <laughs> to pull a character out of, out of, a uh, out of thin air. I'm already thinking about actual people. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. But anyways, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, go check out White Pine Athletics and Kyle's social media page. Um, they'll be linked in the description below. Kyle, thank you so much for coming, man. And yeah, man. Uh, we'll, we'll hope to chat again soon because I'd like to get you on in more of a coaching aspect of just chatting the coach day to day and even some answering some coaching questions would be awesome. I know I get asked them quite frequently, um, but people know that I don't really care to bring that onto this podcast just yet. Fair um, enough. I like to, I like to get to know guess a little bit more of them as people uh instead of just trying to talk about science which we've all heard over and over and over again anyways guys keep riding your bikes keep staying active and uh yeah enjoy the rest of your day see you next time thanks man